You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to the Boys of 161st Street, episode 175. I guess we took a two-week break because well, we took a one-week break and then the holidays happened, so that's why we didn't do an episode. And the Yankees also haven't done shit. But now they've done so little that we need to talk about how little they've done. And we are going to do episodes from here on out every week. We just need a little time to ourselves with the holidays. But now we're, we're back. We've decompressed. And we're ready to talk about how awful this team is and how awful they are run. And before we get into all of that nonsense, why don't we talk about all of the moves to catch everybody up? Because me personally, I was paying attention to it, but I also was kind of like not paying attention to it. So I did a little refresher course as to where all of the free agents have gone and free agents and trades to this point. So I put it by team. So... Currently, to date, the moves have been, and we're recording this at 10.34 on Tuesday, so things may fly in, and we may get some breaking news. Could get some breaking news. Hopefully, we get some Yankees breaking news, and you'll already know this by the time you're listening to this on the podcast platforms. But Corey Seager is now a Texas Ranger, along with Simeon and John Gray. That's, I mean, the Texas Rangers decided to just spend a fucking ton of money. Max Scherzer, Sarlon Marte, Mark Hanna, and Eduardo Escobar are on New York Mets. Javi Baez and uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, Erod from the Red Sox, are now both on the Detroit Tigers. Noah Syndergaard, Tyler Wade, Michael Lorenzen are all on the Angels. Robbie Ray is a Seattle Mariner. Kevin Gosman is a Toronto Blue Jay. That sucks. Verlander stays with Houston. Kirby Yates to Atlanta. Joey Wendell, Sandy Alcantara, Avisel Garcia all on the Miami Marlins. And Byron Buxton stays with the Twins for a $100 million extension. Full no-trade clause there. The Yankees have lost. Odor to the Baltimore Orioles. Kluber to the Rays, who's going to be probably a Cy Young because they can figure out pitching, and he's exactly the reclamation project that we tried to get with him. He threw a no-hitter, and then he got hurt for the entire year. They're going to get a Cy Young out of him. Uh, Jolie Rodriguez is the only one that (laughs) stayed with us. And thank fucking God Jolie's back. Clint Frazier's a Cub. Tyler Wade's an Angel. Velasquez is a Dodger? Or an angel as well. I think he's an angel as well. Not on the Yankees. <laughs> and uh, Andrew Haney is a Dodger. Um, Thank God. Um, that's the only move the Yankees have gotten right this entire offseason. So that Let was the that. quick little... Clint Frazier still has Scranton Railroad Rail- 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 forever in his Twitter bio. He says forever now? <laughs> yeah. That's new. I don't yeah. think... It, yeah, I was going to say it didn't always say Railroad Rail- 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 forever. 
I can't wait till he goes and talks publicly about the Yankees for the first time after he's all this. Go on he's going to go on He's going to burn them. MVP. The, he's going to burn them to the fucking ground in the first interview he does. I said this to you guys before we got on the air. <laughs> I mean, the outfield in Wrigley is a brick wall. He likes to run into walls. At Yankee Stadium, there was padding. He there ain't no forgiving on that brick wall with the ivy. He's gonna literally die. You know the little helmets. Uh, yeah, like, no, he's no, no. Have no. To wear I'm that. saying like on like Premier League soccer and shit. The little leather helmets the goalies will wear so they don't hit the goalpost. That's what Clint Frazier's gonna well, have to wear out in Chicago. John Olerud wore a helmet when he played in the field. So maybe that's what we'll do. Well, there it's you have unprecedented. it. Clint Frazier on the Chicago Cubs. I, I think he might actually have to be a like a away ballpark outfielder. He can't. He can't be home. He's gonna run into the walls and he's gonna die. So, or he's just gonna be scared and not track down balls like he did with, for the entirety of his career with the Yankees when it wasn't time for them. But that's neither here nor there. I am pissed about the Corey Kluber thing because I know, and I'll touch on that again. I know for a fact he's gonna be unbelievable and he's gonna stay healthy somehow. Yeah. No, Murphy. I disagree. I think he's over the hill. I mean, the fact that he's on the Rays, I think, is his best option. That's what I mean. I don't think he's going to be anything special. I do. He's going to. I think he's going to face fuck us five times a year. Well, so, yeah, that's the thing is that I'm more worried about him doing well against us than, like, being a Cy Young winner. Well, that's why I'm talking about, like, I I mentioned before, the Gosman thing to Toronto. That's not cool. I mean, they did lose Robbie Ray. So, I guess you swap Robbie hit Ray for Kevin Gosman, which, I mean, Robbie Ray won the Cy Young, so I guess that's a downgrade right there. But Gosman was pretty fucking good, and he was in the running for a Cy Young at multiple points this year. So, Dude, Toronto's got a legit staff, and it's pretty scary. Toronto's got a legit everything. As it sits right now, you know, 1038 on Tuesday, the Yankees are the fourth best team in the AL East. I agree with that. And I don't think it's particularly close. I think the three above them are leaps and bounds ahead of where the Yankees are right now. Yeah. Well, Schwarber's still got to figure out his ball. He's going to stay with Boston, but not that that really makes that much of a difference. But He's I just not wanna... a fucking needle mover. Wait, he, what's well, the deal? So Rizzo is a free agent, correct? correct? Correct. Rizzo is a free agent. So I want to go, that was a good segue, Murphy, to the people that are still available. You're welcome. That was a professional segue. Totally um, planned that one out. Episode 175, figured it out. So Carlos Correa is still available. Chris Bryant's still available. Oh, really? He is? <laughs> he is still Sorry. available. Uh Chris Bryant, before I was really interrupted, Clayton Kershaw, which there is just no shot. He's not a Dodger to me, but he's... I, I, I don't find, think he will. I find it shocking. That, I think he, if he does not a Dodger, I think he's retiring. I think he's Dude, If the Mets have $25 million sitting around, I feel like they might get him. If they have $25 million sitting around? See, they, I, that's they the difference. I don't know what they the could possibly have. I feel like the Mets are going to go sign like Correa and Chris Bryant, and they're just going to move Bryant to first. Like Correa to third, they have the universal so DH. So ridiculous. I now, mean, th- before we move on to the rest Steve of this Cohen list, Steve Cohen sold his living room couch to get Scherzer. I don't think they have. Room. He wants to get everybody. That didn't do a damn thing to Cohen's pockets. Cohen, no. Cohen is literally like, if one of us were a billionaire and got to like just have fun and buy new shiny toys, and we're like, well, I've got billions of dollars and I like baseball, so no, they seem like the Yankees of old, and they they're gonna. It's it's almost roles reversed right now. But my question to you guys is, do you think that? They're still gonna be metsing it up, or do you think they're actually gonna be finally be good this year? I mean, no, they're gonna. I, I was up. mentioning to you guys before we hopped on the air, Degrom and Scherzer, if they both stay healthy, could potentially be one. And I don't even think this is a hot take. One of the best 
duos, starting pitching duos in all of all time. No, yeah, they, they're both healthy. They and have they, the potential to be. If they both pitch the, the entire yeah. year, then yes. I mean, they're literally two of the best pitchers of all time. I know, and they, yeah. they, and they're both they were both having Cy Young years. And Degrom got hurt last year, and Scherzer almost won it. I mean, they're they're the two best pitchers in the league since 2018, without a doubt. And I think it's going to be a trivia question one day down the road. And it's gonna be like, remember that time that Scherzer and Degrom pitched on the same team, and they both had like, three hundred strikeouts. Happened to both, no, no, no. <laughs> and they just happened to both be on the Mets, and everybody forgot because they were hurt. Mets That's suck. just not gonna happen. Do you remember when they were I like, co Young? You Wait, gotta forget it's the Mets. I don't think the Mets are gonna Mets it up. Like, how do you Mets up this you roster? Can't. And I think they are gonna keep getting people. That's but, the beauty of the Mets is that you say that. No, they, but they weren't supposed to Mets it up this year, and they did. Okay, Sorry. but they. I just. I don't know. The, they just keep adding people. They're just going to keep doing it. And I don't think that you can mess this up if you just keep adding more and more. You're, I think Lindor will settle in eventually. Like, there's no way he's going to have another down year. He had an awesome second half. And then you've got the two best pitchers in baseball back-to-back. I, I, there's no way. You can't, you can't possibly fuck that up. If you fuck that up, then you know what? The Mets deserve all the criticism in the world and – Whatever. I mean, I I'm, I have a good feeling they're gonna fuck it up. <laughs> There's no way. I don't, Thank think, you. I don't. I think this is the year they don't fuck it up. I mean, no maybe way. the Mets don't fuck it up. Maybe they just get shafted and everybody gets hurt. Like the NL East isn't that good either. I know. Like the Braves did I mean, win the, Braves, the World Series. The Braves made the playoffs. But they made, I know. I know. That's. I'm. I'm. I'm with you on that. Other remaining free agents before we keep talking about uh, stuff that has happened is Clayton Kershaw. Like I said, Zach Greinke, Marcus Stroman. Freddie Freeman, who just – there's news that just came out that he's requesting, like, $180 million over how many years? Did anybody six. Else see that? Five. Six. Is that a possibility? Like, I no. guess – I guess hold on. Before – I don't know how guys, the Before you guys answer, I, if I keep going through this list and you have something to say about somebody, stop me and we'll talk about that. Because Freddie Freeman, before this Freddie season Freeman? started – again, we'll talk about Freddie Freeman. Okay. Before, before <laughs> this offseason started, we were all under the assumption – we said it on air that – there is no shot he's not a brave. Even at the at the World Series celebration parade, uh, what's his fucking name? Went up and Dan Swanson went up and grabbed the mic and he was like, like pay pay Freddie. Like they all want him. The, every how can you not love him? He's fantastic. He's the the best first baseman. That's not even negotiable in the MLB. And I, it, I just, it's a, is it a possibility that he doesn't end up with? Dude, the if the, with the Braves, and if that's the case, if there is a possibility, he has to be priority number one over, I think, a shortstop. Dude, I think the, the, the Braves the are not. The Braves are. If the Braves don't pay him, that would be the biggest mistake in like ever. What a mistake! What a mistake! I like, mean, it is. What the fuck are you doing? You can't shell out thirty million to him. I know they fucking robbed. It's less than thirty, robbed, right? That'd be I yeah. Mean, is it exactly thirty? You hundred eighty over six. Dude, they're paying Acuna yeah, nickels and dimes for what he is. But, I mean, they already fucking raped Acuna and exactly. Ozzy on their contracts. Like, they just – those are terrible. Those are fucking terrible contracts yeah, for both of them. It's 30 over – it's 30 a year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, Five or six years for $180 million should be a no-brainer for them. Exactly. That's what he's asking. That's what I'm saying, too. You saved so much money by locking up Acuna and Albies early. You have to – you have to shell out that money. He's the face of the franchise. And he has been for a long time. If there's any possibility that he ends up not with the Braves, I'll put it this way. 
if he sign if he doesn't sign with the Braves, he has to be on the Yankees. I disagree. Me. I think that he'll. he'll it, I I'm think not it's, saying where he could, will end up. I'm saying if okay. he if there's a possibility the Braves don't retain him and we don't sign him, that is more of a fuck up than everything to this point that we've already fucked up on. I, I mean, think the most likely scenario if he's not a Brave is he'd be a Dodger. Especially with the Max Muncy yeah. news that just came out that he's going to miss the whole year, I think, is what it was. And they, Dude, he's just the perfect... That's just such low-hanging fruit right there. That's he's just the perfect first baseman for Yankee Stadium, and he also hits for contact and clutch, and well, he's we thought fantastic. He's a, he's a competent stop. fielder. Wait, was he not? See, no, he was. That's I'm just, why we're pissed off. That's why I'm saying I don't think that he'll be a Yankee. Agreed. Moving on, unless any Murphy, you have a I'm comment I'm pretty on? sure he's also from L.A. I could correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I'm so pretty sure I read that somewhere. Also, I also, uh, that doesn't make sense, but met, they're checking in on Matt Olson, so there is a chance that he's leaving. Checking in. He Thank God they're checking in. They've no, been, no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying the Braves are checking, checking in. in. The Braves oh. are checking in on Matt Olson. That could be big. Because we've been checking in on Matt Olson. Right, so yeah, no, I, I, that's not news. But where would he Freeman play, though? Braves are now checking in. What do you mean, where would he play? No, no, Matt, on the condition that Freeman yeah, leaves. It's like a one or the other. They're, oh. they're making plans. Right. I did, yeah. It's told him to replace Freeman. But at least well, that's what I'm asking. I didn't hear what he said before play, that. He'd play catch Everybody still thinks he's coming back, but, like, going back to the Braves, but the fact that they're even checking up on Olsen says there's something. No, that's there. interesting. That is I mean, that's a huge hole. If the he Dodgers, though, that's then. a huge nightmare. Fuck the yeah. Dodgers, dude. They're going to blow it anyway. I'm honestly not even focused on other teams at this point. I just want... Like, I am focused on other teams. That's not what I meant. But, like, I'm, I am more focused on, like, make a move. Like, the, it, you can't even begin to focus on other teams at this point. Or maybe I'm just so done focusing on other teams because they're all making good moves that we just need to get our ducks in a row and start making moves. And then we can start like playing the measuring stick game and be like, all right, who had a better off season? Like, I don't even want to talk about like, Oh, what if Freddie Freeman goes to the Dodgers? Then we have to keep up with them. We are, we're not doing anything. So you can't even play the measuring stick game. I don't know. I think Freddie Freeman needs to be, if he's, if he's leaving, he has to be on the Yankees. Other free agents, Kenley Jansen, Free agent, Nick Castellanos, free agent. Kyle Seeger, Corey's brother, free agent. Michael Conforto, free agent. Trevor Can we talk Rosenthal. About Conforto? Conforto is definitely one that I would like to talk about as well, Murphy. Good stop there. So what do you want to say on that? I mean, I think when you look at the Yankees right now, obviously we're talking about a shortstop and first base, and there's a lot of good-looking names there. But in, if you think about actual position needs, I think center fielder is probably the biggest one, if not catcher. And Conforto seems like a decent option there because Aaron Hicks is Dead. good, not great when he's healthy, and he's Aaron Hicks is not terrible. healthy. I never want to see him play again. I'm so well, then tired. Right of... now, it's him or Florial. I'm so fucking tired of people sucking Hicks off for being good in the fucking Dominican League. Gary did awesome in the Dominican League last year, and look what he fucking did this year. Like he does every year. I, I that's not a surprise. I'm, and. And that's our starting catcher right now, apparently. They just tendered him. So That's what pisses me off. You won't spend money on any of your positional needs, but you'll give that motherfucker $8 million a I think, year. I think here's what pisses me off even more is that um, I saw I saw some Twitter from somebody, but um, saying how like – No be- free ad statement. Don't, tell, don't <laughs> say who it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw some Twitter. I saw someone on Twitter. I definitely learned that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, like when – um, you know, when the Yankees were f- doing terrible and then Hal Steinberger came out in public and said, 
hey, it's not Boone, it's not Cashman, and it's the players that need to step up. And then, you know, that that was his big speech. It was like, I stand behind my front office, I stand behind my coach, it's the players that need to step up because they're the ones that are playing. And then, okay, if, if that's what you want to say, then make some adjustments to the fucking roster. You have your, your biggest offseason moves so far have been to re-sign your coach and then, you know, keep Cashman around. And then now it's going to be re-signing a subpar catcher who can't hit and can't field. So right now we've, ju- we've just run it back. So everything so far, and that's been our big moves, even though everything you said beforehand about what was wrong, there's been no adjustments about what has actually been wrong. If I hear, if I hear... I swear to God, I'll go. Like Chandler says, this, I'll go to prison. I will. I'll go, I'll <laughs> I'm not li- afraid. I will literally prison. go to prison. I'll commit a crime, all of them. If I hear one more time at the end of this, at the end of this off season or whatever, what happens with the lockout, we believe in like we believe in our guys, the roster we have on paper here. Like we believe in it. That's what we like. There's there's no reason to believe in no. what we have. So if I hear that one more time, I'm literally going to either jump off a building or commit a crime. No, with the last two weeks I've had and my moving here, I fucking, I will join you. I, I got nothing else to lose. I'll, <clears throat> if they go through this offseason with no fucking moves made at all, I mean, as of right now, they've done nothing but lose players. All you do is bitch about shortstop. <clears throat> that was your first press conference of the whole entire offseason was, Hey, obviously shortstop's an area of need. Wink, wink. We're meeting with two agents, you know, wink, wink, Correa, Seager. And then you go and release uh, Velasquez and you trade Wade. And I know that neither of them are splashy shortstops, but those (laughs) are the only two shortstops on the fucking 40-man roster. They're the only two shortstops on the roster and you fucking got rid of them and you won't make a move. Everybody's flying off the board, and you're kicking the tires on Andralton fucking Simmons and Isaiah fucking Kindler Falafel or whatever the fuck his <laughs> name is. And those are your Clip two. That. Those are your two fucking moves. What do you do? Like at that point, you just keep Wade and Velasquez. What do? Why? Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand getting rid of Wade Velasquez, even Clint, with no corresponding move that was yeah. following it shortly after, if not before, those moves happen. They should have been before. We should have gotten, you know, Correa or Seager, and then it's like, okay, now it makes sense if you want to get rid of Wade or something. Like then, Wade makes no sense to get rid of in my mind. I don't know why we're getting rid of him. He we, he started how many games this year? So we want to look that up real quick. I got you. He was he played no, everywhere. He finally, he finally proved himself to be a serviceable player, and then he we actually get rid hit of him. this year. The first <laughs> time you stick with him for so goddamn long, and the first time he's productive, you fucking trade him. For like cash, I guess that's. A sell high I don't even moment, think they traded but... him. I think that no, I think they just no, they traded uh, him to the Angels. No, they DFA'd him. Yeah, they DFA'd him. Yeah, but then they traded him to the Angels. Right, right, right. Okay. But like for, they, that's, for even, a that's a little be bit named. more of a kick yeah, in the balls. They did it for a player to be trade. named later. That's not selling exactly. high. That player to be named later better be Starlin Marte. It's gonna be Otani. <laughs> it's gonna be Otani. Has to be Otani or Trout. Trout's Trout's value is low right now. Oh yeah, big time. Injury prone. Injury prone. Stamp. When does Otani get his extension? When he, I don't know. It's got to you. Got to believe it. that's going to be five hundred million dollars. He doesn't deserve it. I agree. Overrated. It's going to be five hundred million. I guarantee. So it. one thing I also just wanted to note on just the Yankees. Obviously, this is the Yankees podcast. We're going to keep noting things on the Yankees. But just what happened to Tyler Wade? Games played one hundred and three. Last season. Yeah. 
That's just ridiculous. He played 103 games. I guarantee that's, that's absurd. That's it. That's top 10 on the Yankees last year. I don't oh my even, god! I don't even need to look at the numbers. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I would say top five. That does count. That does count the games where he came in as a defensive replacement. But yeah, but, but the fact that he's coming right. in as still. defensive replacement that's still important. That's <laughs> telling enough. Because hey, guess what? The guys you're also getting rid of are the only ones that can fucking field too. Yeah. Like when when we when we got rid of all those guys at once, where they were just like I know it was like that's the time when you get rid of people, but when they named those big names, Tyler Wade, fucking Clinton Frazier. I really thought like the next tweet after that was going to be like, okay, we signed these people now, or we, we fucking are in talks with like, that's when I really thought she was about to go down. And then it's just been silent since then. That was going to be clearing space yeah. to get like a metal. And everyone's like, Ooh, we're clearing space. Watch <laughs> out. Watch yeah. out. Yankees. Can I tell you one thing though? I know a lot of these moves that it's a lot of the topics right now we're talking about is like the moves we didn't make, but there are some moves on this board that I'm glad we didn't make. For sure, as, as yeah. A settlement, like I said this before, I'm glad we didn't miss out on Seager and go after Simeon because I thought that'd be a bad contract, and it may prove to be. They paid him a lot of money. He's getting older. He already moved to second base. That was a concern of mine. Glad we didn't settle and go for Simeon. Granted, there still are shortstops on the board. I'm glad we didn't get Javi Baez. That would have been a big-time settle, and that would have been more of the same of what we have on the Yankees. That would have been another. He is the worst at 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 plate discipline, he can't not swing at everything, and he strikes out more than Judge, more than Stanton. Yeah, he was that the worst. Would have been the worst thing possible. And if anybody out there wanted Javi Baez on the Yankees, you are wrong. And imagine him and Gallo back to back. Oh, I forgot we have Gallo too. We would have had we would have had the four highest strikeout per nine, whatever you want to call it, strikeouts just cumulative last season. Yep, back probably to back to back to back. The strikeout rate. For those four guys is one, two, three, four in the entire MLB, and I'm willing to bet my, bet my entire life on that, um, which isn't worth much right now because the Yankees I, are taking I it all was, away from me. I, I'm glad we. I don't know if we ever were, but I'm glad we're not paying Max Scherzer forty six million dollars. I disagree. Forty three million dollars. You would have given Max Scherzer forty three million dollars. No, 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 that's a lot of money. He's thirty eight. I don't know. I, I'm not in the camp of 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 the. I don't know. That's a I, ridiculous I contract. If there's somebody who deserves it, it's Max Scherzer. He's that, he's also, two people good. that have ever gotten that much are Trevor Bauer and Max Scherzer. S- sidebar on that. Can Trevor, I... Trevor Bauer contract. Can we talk about how fucking annoying Trevor Bauer and Rachel Luba are? They're, they're, sp- have you seen this? How they spun all that about how Trevor Bauer just set the stage for this new market? Yeah. Scherzer's I mean, 37. Bauer was like 28. Fuck off. Set the just stage trying to stage. She's too. just trying to stay relevant. But like, either way, he's... The, the Mets are paying, sorry, um, yeah, the Mets, the Mets are fucking paying him $43 million, and that's more than the Pirates and the Orioles' entire team fucking payroll. I did see that, too. I mean, Trevor Bauer didn't set the stage for that. Max Scherzer's career resume of being one of the most dominant pitchers ever. He's also set 37. The, set, set the stage for that. He's 37. Their whole thing was like, look at us. Pretty crazy how Bauer made these short-term high AAV things. And it's just like, dude. No, he's just not like going He invented that. Yeah, no, what are we going to do? We're going to give a 37-year-old yeah. like a 13-year deal? Like, yeah, you could pitch till you're 50. Like, no, like, go fuck yourself. You didn't reinvent the game. It's not like the Mets looked at the Dodgers and were like, you know what? They they were really onto something signing Bauer to a three year. <laughs> that worked out pretty well for them. Let's, let's emulate great. that. Yeah, let me see. Let's do that. I just want to know what happened to this 
historical 2009 like spending spree that we were going to go on. Hopefully, it still happens. But there's no I mean, you there's just, a lot of money to be spent for the free agency tomorrow. If but like, hold on, we were building up, and hopefully, we did the the classic move that Murphy said last time is that Cashman put off his final paper to the last second and got an A plus, which didn't actually work out last time. But like, hopefully there's moves to be made at the deadline again, because they did do that at the deadline. So maybe he throws a buzzer beater. Maybe it's Carlos Correa. And maybe we eat all of our words right now that we're talking about. But even so, we wouldn't eat our words because this is all warranted. (laughs) Because, I mean, they said, Cashman said in a press conference, shortstop is a priority of ours. Is it? Because Simmons and Kiner Falefa, Falafel are the two options there. They said center field is a priority. Is it? Because how do you let Starlin Marte go and didn't check in on anybody else? Haven't heard shit about Brian Reynolds. Haven't heard shit related to anybody. They said, we're not really set on catcher yet. We're not set on Gary Sanchez. Just tendered him $8 million to be a literal bump on a log. While Stallings useless. got traded while for by the fucking Marlins. While Stallings, a, a good option and a, uh, as he I won think a gold glove. John Heyman called him, a defensive wonder lock or whatever the fuck the term is. Didn't even check in on him, it seems. Didn't get him. Seems like would have been a great pick. Another defensive got. guy. One last thing, and we need, we need the starting pitchers. And we either didn't check in on or haven't even been remotely close to signing and did not sign. Max Scherzer, John Gray, Noah Syndergaard, Robbie Ray, Kevin Gosman, Justin Verlander, and Santi Alcantara. I don't understand how you can just... All of those were the main four points of priorities that they said in the offseason, and not one of them have been... I mean, teams like the Marlins and the Angels and the Rangers Mets and the Rangers are making all these moves, and you're the goddamn Yankees. The Rangers spent half a billion dollars in two days. Even well, the fucking the Yankees aren't even sorry, co- whatever. They're not but. even in on people. That's what's pissing me off. It's not like they're getting outbid at the last second. It's not like they're putting these contracts out here and getting turned down. They're not even fucking trying. Like you, ha- when was the last time you saw Cashman's name in any rumor or the Yankees on any rumor other than fucking? Isaiah, whatever the fuck his name is. Never. Nothing. He's not doing anything. They're not doing a goddamn thing, and they're perfectly content with that. And well, that's why I don't think they're going to spend any fucking money, because if you were going to spend money, you weren't going to sit here and let all those guys. You're not going to let Robbie Ray go off the board. You're not going to let Gossman. You're not going to let Syndergaard. You're not going to – who else is even – John Gray. That's the perfect example. His contract is, what, like $12 million a year? You're going to tell me you can't afford to take $12 million a year on John Gray, who's not an ace by any means, but that's a damn good rotation piece. That's the exact guy that you're looking for. Rather than taking a $25 million a year flyer on Justin Verlander, which you were more than willing to do, you're not going to give $12 million to a younger, healthy John Gray who throws, what, what does he throw, fucking 100 miles an hour? He's a unit. The dude's like 6'7". You won't fucking give him a shot. You won't kick the tires like you love to do on everybody else on John Gray, but you'll give $25 million to 37-year-old Verlander coming off Tommy John. Like, what the fuck are you doing? It was like when Verlander decided to go back to the Astros, Cashman just threw in the towel. He's like, all right, well, fuck it. Nobody wants to come here. I'm going to Aruba. You guys have fun. Like, Other free agents that are still out there after Conforto, which Murph, to circle back to that, I, I'd be interested in Conforto for sure. Conforto has been great for the last four years. It seems he's been not a flashy player. He can clearly handle New York. I've, I'm I'm okay with it. I think he's a lefty bat too. I think it'd be a great signing, and I think that'd be great. But I don't think that's like if that's our 
main signing. It's got to be, I, I hope that be, it's like a cherry on top on a nice off season. We put a bow on it and we call it an off season, but that may have to wait a little bit because it's going to be a lockout apparently. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Going down the list a little bit more, uh, Trevor Rosenthal and Jonathan Simmons. And Jonathan Simmons was mentioned. And I said this before too, that, you know, I wouldn't be upset if we got Simmons. This is, I said this before we had these, like, I'm not settling now. Like th- this is documented. I said this because if we get Simmons, I didn't want to settle and get a Marcus Simeon. If we missed out on Seager or whatever, and we haven't missed out on Correa yet or story, but you get the point. If we go for Simmons, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be as upset. And I think that's the point we're at right now. We're at, we're past the point of like, Oh, well, we're going to have a great off season. I'll be happy. If we're at the point of, I won't be so upset if we do this. Like I'm settling now in my like outlook for this. Like we, it, there's not really much we can do, but there are some moves to salvage the off season. So if we were to get Simmons, a good shortstop, we would have the shortstop defensive position locked up, which is something that we haven't had in a while. So when we go there, we have more money to spend elsewhere being guys like Chris Bryant, guys like Freddie Freeman, guys like Matt Olson in a trade and all that sort of stuff. And that also can be the same case if you go with the kind of Falefa who won a gold glove as well. If you go those routes, then you can piecemeal other great signings elsewhere. It doesn't necessarily need to be a shortstop. That's why I'm saying the pieces that could be potentially a, still a very good and salvageable offseason are there on the board. It's just a matter of, like, we haven't checked in on any of these people and it doesn't seem like we're trying, and I don't see the Yankees doing anything of the sort. One more yeah. thing, Murphy. Like, my ideal offseason, and I'll pass it to you guys, with the current pieces that are still on the board, which is very doable, by the way. Get Simmons, and I'm, I'd be very excited about Why that. Why do you want Simmons if we have Kiner Falefa? Or Kiner Falefa. I think those two... We already have him. What? What? No, that we were just rumored to talk... Talk to kind of I thought we, I thought we news. were like, I, no, I didn't get breaking news. I thought we were like close to a deal, like enough no, where it's like just were, needed the details. No, no, they were kicking the tires on him like every other low grade uh, fucking name out there. So one of the two, I'd be cool with either one. And if that was the case, Murphy obviously wouldn't want Simmons anymore. But now we're at the point; those two I see on the same level as a defensive shortstop slash third baseman. Kind of left, I think plays multiple positions, so that'd be cool too. But get one of those two, you save money there. You spend elsewhere on guys like Bryant or still a Correa because if you put Correa at shortstop and you put Connor Falefa at third, that'd be fantastic. I don't know what you do with Gio, but you figure that out later. But my point being is you get defense for cheap and then you have money to spend elsewhere and then you can get a Rodon who's still on the board. Carlos Rodon, starting pitcher, just had a very good year uh, from the White Sox. You can still go out and spend money on a guy like Freddie Freeman, like you, that's who I'd, I'd circle on this list if it's possible to get, like we said before. You go ahead and you get Simmons or kind of Falefa, Freddie Freeman, Rodon, call it an offseason, add like a Chaz Rowe on the side just for depth. Like that's, I'd be so okay with that. Do I think it's going to happen? Absolutely not. I don't know. I, I think the only way, I think shortstop is such a big, a big deal here. I, I, I don't, I'm not on board with the stopgap. You can't bank right now. Essentially, what they're doing is they're banking on Volpe to turn out to be a four hundred million dollar shortstop at twenty years old. You can't put that on a twenty year old and expect him in two years to be producing at what you know you're getting in Seager, 
what you know you're getting in Correa, in Story, and all these other high-profile guys. It's like any other thing. You pay If you th- really and truly are trying to win now and you think you have that core, then you go and you get the guy that's going to help you now, and then you figure it out down the road. You make Volpe play his way into that lineup, and then you go from there. Like, having too many good players is a good thing. You don't look for four or five years down the road and like, well, I don't really want to risk being too good this year because what if – or risk giving whoever that contract because what if five years down the road, you know, we're too good and somebody's not going to get their playing time. You can't look that far in the road. Yeah. So many things can happen. I mean, like I said, I use this example all the time. When Jorge Mateo was in our farm system – we thought he was going to be the next fucking Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter's retiring. It's Jorge Mateo's spot. He's going to roll in there. He's fast. Defensive wizard. He can hit. And now he's a 4A player, basically. He's bouncing between the pros and AAA with the fucking Padres at, like, 28. So, and and, and I don't think Volpe's that guy, and I don't think he's going to be a bust. For, like, I just, I don't think that you can pass up on the greatest shortstop class of all time when you have a glaring hole at shortstop just because three or four years down the road you may have a 20-year-old who pans out to be that $400 million guy. There's a reason that $400 million contracts aren't given out every day. It's because they're fucking hard to find. You don't get guys like that. Like, you have to have the pedigree all the way up, and then you have to sustain it once you get there. And they were saving up for this shortstop class. And Supposedly. Now what? <laughs> That's the bottom line, is that you don't even have a shortstop on the roster right yeah. now. Because at this point, Glaber Torres, you can't tell me he's a shortstop. Yeah. He's I mean, be Geo, I guess. And there are six world-class shortstops in free agency, and you're telling me you can't get one? Were. Dude, Vol- Volpe hasn't even played double now there are yet. Two. Literally. Like, ha- like, how can you... There's there's no way that can be the mindset to bank on something. Even if he is... Like, I don't care how good somebody is. You cannot plan that far in advance because he, he hasn't even played double A yet. Like, he could literally... I hope he doesn't, but he could literally just shit the bed in double A and triple A and just fall off. So, if you're going to do that, here's the thing. If you're going to go that route and you want to bank on your prospects being the future and you don't want to spend money on anybody, don't half-ass it. Rebuild the team then. If you want a full youth movement and you want to go all prospects and you don't want to spend money, then don't go fucking make the Gallo trades. That's don't, the thing, though. Don't they're, go They're spend... trying to, to sell tickets. They're not trying to win. They're exactly. Try, no. They're trying to spend enough that gets everybody to come in and make the most revenue. I mean, I, I think Tommy Smokes tweeted this out, which everybody's been talking about before. He's not the only one that's ever pointed this out. But, like, when you look back to 2005, Yankees payroll is $205 million. Their revenue that year was 277 that's dangerously close to breaking even, which is great. That's what you want to see when you're going out and spending Dude, fucking also, money. 2005 with $200 million, that's a lot of fucking money. Inflation, Dave. Inflation. Dude, come on now. My God. That's basically a billion dollars right there. So then now the current Yankees payroll is $210 million. That's around the obvious salary cap, which, by the way, Hal wants to lower. So that's a good news, too. And the last full season in 2019... Their revenue was six hundred and eighty-three million. The current fr- net franchise net worth, franchise worth is seven billion dollars. They're literally making more money, and that profit margin is—I mean—that was nearly what three hundred and fifty million dollars versus only around sixty-five million dollars before. The payroll is staying the same, and the revenue is going up and up and up and up and up. 
and they're not spending more money. And they're actually lobbying to lower this the salary cap to make it more fair for the luxury tax to make it more fair for the rest of the league. Whether or not we both think that that's a that's a thing that we should do, that's ridiculous, and it's just crazy to see the historical numbers there. It just it proves that they're literally just trying to be good enough to make the playoffs, so they get the playoff money, the playoff TV deals, and they sell tickets. And it's just ridiculous that they even thought to cry poor at, for one missed season when they make six, oh, like three quarters of a billion dollars in a given year. They're they are getting zero dollars from me. I just next year if I they think, don't make a big move. I think this right here is a pivotal offseason for them, for the common Yankees fan. Like, obviously, us and the people who are sitting here listening to this are diehard Yankees fans. They're still going to watch. I'm not going to go to a game, though. It changes a lot. I'm still going to go to games. I'm still going to go to games. I honestly don't know. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing where it changes. Two years ago, I was flying in from Florida to come to, you know, midweek games and missing, (laughs) missing stuff to go out of my way to come to these games. If this was the case now, I don't know that I would do that. I don't know that I would put off like life things and fly a thousand plus miles to go watch the Yankees when it's so apparent that they don't care about winning a championship. They care about winning. I'm, I'm not saying they don't care about winning because I don't think they do. I mean, that's I, kind of goes hand in hand. No, they want to win. They care about winning enough. They care about winning enough. That's what it is. They don't. That they I, can trick us into thinking that they are going to win it all. And they get our hopes up, and they fucking rip it apart. That's why I always say that spring training is the best because all of our hopes are high, and then we're ready to have our hearts broken again. They make a couple moves that make you think that the team's good and primed for a nice playoff run. You still have the high payroll and all that. You still got guys like Judge and Stanton, and then you get the hype videos that gets put out there, and you're like, wow, maybe we do have a chance. And then we make the playoffs barely and then we 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 come crashing down and that's the definition of insanity is going through the same thing over and over again and expecting different results and i'm just gonna i'm gonna keep doing it i'm gonna i'm gonna do it again so am I. we're gonna go down to tampa and we're gonna be like you know what well tampa's fun that's like a whole no, trip but but after the trip we're gonna be we're gonna be if there if the trip happens there's gonna be a lockout i really hope god that's damn not it the case that's but I hope the lock. I, would you guys want to talk about the lockout real quickly? Chandler, I want to talk about how everything you just said is like a little dramatic. Not, that's not dramatic not, at that's all. That's not dramatic. If they sign Correa tomorrow, are you still going to say They're that? not going to sign Correa. Well, that, yeah, Murphy. That's different. Murphy. That's like this saying if they win a World I'm Series tomorrow, are we going to be what upset? This There's is a all... deadline tomorrow for free agency. Free agency is not over yet. Like, you, uh, maybe the reason they, they haven't pulled you? the trigger underneath Where else do you think Correa is going to sign somewhere tomorrow? He's not going to wait until the lockout. The lockout's tomorrow. And where else is he? Yeah, the lockout is in. No, it's not. It's Thursday night. It's sure? in 26 hours. Yeah, that's not. Oh, the lockout begins on Thursday. If I'm Wednesday at 11:59, the current 20, state of the Yankees. If no, no move. If ever, if say, if they do make these moves, like I said, there's moves to be made on the board. Everything I'm saying right now, we take back. But if based on the current, no based rumor, on those numbers you just read, what indication do you have that they're going to go tack on all this extra payroll? The payroll hasn't changed. In 16 years, why would they do it now when their profit margins are at an all-time high and we haven't even heard anything? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the proof is right there. The numbers are right in front of you. What indication is there that they're going to tack on an extra 30, 50, 70 million dollars in payroll if they haven't done it in 16 years? Also, Murphy, it's just like seems like they're trying to find excuses to not make that sequential move coming after. Like, I saw this tweet also that speaks for all of us, and I've been thinking this as well. Is like, can't sign Harper because we have six outfielders, and then when it comes time to have that, outfielders. Right. You know, then where are the outfielders? It's, there's always an excuse not to make the big splash, just to, so they can line their pockets and make more profits. And then like, you can't can't pay Machado because you secretly love Arenado, and then you're you're gearing up for the then big shortstop class Arenado coming up. You can't pay Arenado because whatever I don't know why. And then you can't sign a shortstop now because you love the kids in the system that are coming they up. They look a year ahead. They look a year ahead every time, but I don't even think it's Too looking. I don't think it's looking a year ahead. I don't think it's naive that 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 is the reason that they're looking a year ahead. I think it's just they're pushing off the responsibilities so well, the, angry, the angry mob doesn't come after them. It's because, you know what? They're right. That actually is a really good class coming up next year with Story, with Correa, with Seager and all that. You know what? That would be the smart thing to wait till then. But then when that year comes around and they don't even do it, obviously, if they get Correa, this all changes. They get Story, this all changes. But... This is not, this is, that's why I don't think they're going to do that, Murphy, is because they've done it in the past. They've lied to us and said next year we're, we're not going to yeah. spend now because next year we're going to do this. And then they don't yeah. do this. Well, the this issue, year I think it's going to be a little different because they're not going to promise anything for the next offseason. But where the promise is, is that they're going to promise some other move where we're not going to need a hitting shortstop and we can use a kind of Falefa or a uh, Simmons to hold over shortstop and, tell these other guys come up later on as you just said like <clears throat> but this is where I basically don't... i think we're not free we shouldn't be freaking out until this the time only move we made was bringing back jolie and now we have a fucking new third base coach who was the old mets coach well we've the, also the... uh we've also tendered contracts to herman voight and Andujar and sanchez oh great voight's back Voight that's gonna be really helpful because you, you clearly ruined a relationship with him he doesn't probably doesn't want to be with us and i mean what does that mean like He's just gonna be a DH again. I don't know what that means. He's just gonna you can't, what, what, what are you he gonna do? Even be a DH. You're gonna have to trade him. Yeah, that's it. He better be in an Olsen deal. It's either that or you have a disgruntled Luke Voigt as your starting first baseman, and that's on it. That wouldn't surprise me at all. They, they released Chris Gittens, who was the only other first baseman like coming up in the system. So, so first base is a glaring weakness right now, and they just don't even. It to right now, it looks like they don't care. And I'm totally with you. If they go out and they make these moves, I'll be the first person to tell you that I'm a jackass and I was totally wrong and overreacted. But but you're not though because but, but because it's been so long. Yeah, the not, only not. move they've made noteworthy in the last I don't few years has been Cole. Outside of Cole, when was the last time you got the like warm fuzzy about a move? Tanaka. Was that the last like, big contract they gave out before Cole? I felt good about the Stanton deal. I felt awesome. They didn't it. sign Stanton. Looking back yeah, at it right now, Stanton is That's like... I mean. They traded for Stanton, Stanton and the Marlins are eating half the contract. I'm saying, when was the last time Cole, before Cole, the Yankees went out on the free agent market and got a big marquee name? Other, I, I, Tanaka, 2014 is what comes to my mind. And like CeCe Sabathia. That was 2009. Yeah, I know. That's, That's what I'm saying. The, the only other one I can think of would be Didi, but that wasn't even a big deal at the time. Like, that D just panned out Didi really was well. a that minor was more leaguer. of a DJ thing. Yeah, Didi that was more of like yeah. a DJ deal. Yeah, DJ, like, the diamond's in the rough, but... 
I mean, the Yankees are, uh, this may be a weird analogy, but they, uh, here we go. <laughs> this is going to be out there, but they are kind of remind me of like Alex Moran from Blue Mountain State, who was the backup quarterback for can years. You, can you hit that button over there? The one that mutes his mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, like the Yankees are trying to be good enough just to stay relevant and like just good enough to hang out with the cool kids and just good enough to party. But then don't actually put in the effort to go the extra mile and like become a starting quarterback. I understand and what you're saying. <coughs> I thought it sounded pretty good in my head. Unmute his mic. Um, the just the rest of the moves that are out there. So there are obviously there's two tiers the way I see this right now. There's the the stars that are still left in Correa, in Freeman, in you Story. know Story, Bryant, those names um, that that can still Rodon that will. Those are the names that you look at these, like the Yankees, be like, okay, you, you did exactly what you just said. You went out, you did it. There's also a bunch of, like, accessory names that I still would really like. Guys like, I mean, Chris Schwar- Taylor. Say it. Chris, say it. Say it. Thank you, Chandler. Chris well, I, I was going to say Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor. But they're not in on Chris Taylor. That's the thing, too. The list of teams that are in on Chris Taylor. Guess who's not fucking not there? Not necessarily always the end all be all. But, like, Cashman's like, never really gotten anybody that, they, that we've really been in on. Except for Cole. He's usually like, I feel like in the dark ones, a little bit. So exactly. that's why I'm not going to read too deeply into the like kicking the tires and all how, that. How is he in the dark, though? That's what I'm saying. Care. This when is was... all speculation. Well, but that's I'm just what saying... the whole thing is. But uh, real quick, because I'm actually curious about that. Where does he get this? Like, Cashman works in the weeds. He's a ninja. He's not. Well, we don't do anything. We don't make any big moves. He did. He had a big trade deadline this year with Gallo and Rizzo to save face. Because if... The Yankees missed the playoffs, and he'd lose his fucking job. So we had one good trade deadline, but the Cashman's a snake, always working in the weeds. What the fuck has he done? What is his sneaky move? The only big move he's made in recent history, other than the fucking Cole deal. Glaber. I I mean, other than the trade deadline. Glaber move. Hold on. But the only thing he did, other than the trade deadline this year, was the Cole deal. And from the minute the offseason started, it was like, Yankees in on Cole. Cashman wants Cole. They, like, interviewed Cashman. He's like, yeah, we want Cole. That's uh, that's the only big one, and he was dead set on it from the get-go. Where does he get this reputation? It, I mean, just, I don't know. It's because he signs the kind of guys like the DJs of the world and the DDs of the world and, like, you know, those people that nobody really, their afterthoughts, and then they come in. And Chris Taylor in this offseason is an afterthought. Yeah, and he just kind of fits that mold to me. And he plays center field and shortstop. Like, I don't see how we're not. And he's great in the playoffs, at too. At this point. Like, he seems so, he seems so obvious to he's me. He's the that better version of Wayne. I don't get it. He would yeah, have been. Absolutely. He would have been that move that should have happened before releasing Wade. Yeah. He, or, yeah. Or immediately after. He's a little bit better of a hitter and a little bit slower on the base pass. Otherwise, pretty much the same. So, let me throw a few names out there. I don't want to see. How like you get a temperature check on those names, and then I think unless you guys have anything else, I feel like we can wrap this one up pretty soon. Unless let me throw the names out. Is first. this if we want them or if we think we can get them? Well, would like them. I think thinking yes. thinking you can get them, we can get any of these people. We've seen the I've seen the P and Ls. We got the money. Can get anybody? Will we? That's a different story. We if we were the GMs, would we go after these guys? Okay. Anthony Rizzo. I know this depends, Murph, but like yeah. Anthony Rizzo without depends, <laughs> would you like it if you heard tomorrow that they retained Anthony Rizzo? I would I would be okay with it if we retain Anthony Rizzo because I feel like that means we've exhausted all options on Freeman and Olsen. Agreed. 
I would I would not be upset. I wouldn't be mad, but I wouldn't be excited. I liked Rizzo. I think that I think Rizzo would be settling. I think Rizzo is worst case scenario. No, I think And I, I don't think it's a bad worst case scenario. I, I agreed. I I would be very happy if we brought Rizzo back. I think in a full year of Rizzo would be great. I think another year of the fans it'd be Rizzo and Voight would be great. Year, it'd be Rizzo and Voight, but it, it would be Rizzo. Everybody knows that. And then, yeah. you know, we'll figure it out. Somebody's going to get hurt, and then it'll just be Voight will be the DH again. But I, I think Rizzo, obviously, with the combination of another, he would be the bow on, on the offseason. I don't want him to be the, like, oh, here's the offseason, the big move we made. Was, we brought Rizzo back. Like, yeah, was it 2016? It's not. So that's not Yeah, it should be, and we brought Rizzo back. Yeah, we we like, got we hey, did this this boys, this. Like, and if we I was in the, if I was in the ice, like Captain America, Steve Rogers, and I woke up after the off season, and you said to me like, "Hey, we got Rizzo." Oh yeah, and we got Correa. Like it wasn't just that. That'd be cool with, like, "Hey, we got Rizzo," and hey, we, we also got like Chris Bryan, kind of Falefa. It's like a complete off season. Rodon too. Like that. That'd be great. Another name. Obviously, I think we're all in the same boat. Chris Taylor, I think nobody opposes to going after Chris Taylor and pro- and overpaying him. No, I would love Chris Taylor. Okay, he fills so many holes. We kind of breezed past this one last time, Castellanos. I think we mentioned it on the show before. I, I brought that one up. I love Castellanos as a player. He doesn't have a fit, but two other free agents that are available right now: Ronald Torres and Mike Talkman. Thoughts on a reunion with the Sock Man and Big Toe? Didn't realize that those two actually go. I was going to say hand uh-huh. in hand, but foot and foot. Uh-huh. <laughs> foot and sock. <laughs> Bad one. Honestly, that would not surprise me at all if those were like the two big signings. You that, know, those two and Brett Gardner. You know what I would love? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you know what I would love? I would love if just hopefully if, if bigger moves came afterwards, but I almost hope just so I can watch Yankees Twitter that the first move, like let's say you're guaranteed that we're going to get Correa in, in like – after a, a Torres move is made, I just want to see Torres be the first move that so everybody can freak the fuck out and be like, this is who we're waiting for. And then it's like an hour later we get Correa. But just that, I just think that'd be so funny to watch the internet blow up. I think it would have been hilarious if yesterday when all the frenzy of shortstops were going, if right in the middle, like right after Seager, 10 minutes after it, the Yankees signed Brett Gardner to a one-year $8 million deal with a player <laughs> option. He's coming back, right? Oh my! He's, he's your opening day center fielder. I think he's no. going to play another 145 games this year. Minimum, absolute minimum. He Brett Gardner's hitting third last year. Did just make that up? What? Did he actually play 145 last year? Yeah, or is yeah. that just like Close that was like that's true? He played. I don't know if that's the exact number, but it was in the 140s. Right. Yeah. Jeez. Um, I I'm thinking of something though, and I didn't really mention it before. Please do share. Carlos Correa is going somewhere within the next 24 hours. If you it's really not the that. Yankees, the, it's basically like the NBA free agency deadline. He's not going to not have a team going into the lockout. There's no way. So where might. else is he going to go? I, I don't, Give me one yeah. other team that makes sense. The Cardinals, the Dodgers. I mean, Cardinals, I'll give you that. The Dodgers can't afford them. There's no way. The Mets, what do you mean the Dodgers the Mets can't just afford them? I don't even think the Cardinals can afford them. The Mets just lost Javi Baez. I know they have... They got they have Lindor. they have Lindor. They don't know they they're Lindor. not saying they can't afford dollars in shortstops. That would be really funny. <laughs> and they they can't afford him either. Maybe I, the I Dodgers, but even the Dodgers don't need him. They have they have um, Trey, Trey Turner. Turner, Gavin Lux. 
I don't know. I mean, it, it I, seems I think he, like he's he, making most sense. He's not it, going to Detroit anymore. It seems to, like he fell right Texas. in our laps, but it doesn't. The move is so obvious and it's so perfect, and I still don't think they make it. He I could really go back truly, to Houston. He could go back. Which to would Houston. absolutely. He declined suck. their offer. What's he going to just go back and be like? Well, their oh, initial yeah, no, offer was just just a face. That I mean, was to yeah, set the still, market of shortstops, yeah. and then people were like, "Yeah, no, I, that. I'm not saying it was a good offer, but like." They're not going to give him any more, I don't think, after that. I mean, with the way it's shaping up. I'd literally jump off a bridge if he went to the, the Blue Jays. And then they shifted Bo If Bishop he went to, like to the Blue Jays. Then right, I'm, we just I'm, give up the whole season. I'd jump off a bridge. No, just I'm give a up. pro tennis fan. If he if <laughs> if he goes to the Blue Jays, I'm done with baseball. They play tennis at like, at like 2 a.m., don't that's, they? That's fine. Whatever. I watch fucking the Yankees blow a seven-run lead to the Angels at 2 a.m. I'll go watch fucking... Some Australian guy playing tennis. The Angels would be kind of. Oh, no, they can't afford. They probably wouldn't pay him because they're going to have to pay they have Otani. To extend Otani. Speaking of which, are we going to are we going to extend Judge? Oh, oh, this is my favorite thing is when people are talking about their pay, our payroll, the Yankees payroll, and they go, "So you've already got Stanton and Cole on the books, and Judge's extension. Judge's extension is not a foregone conclusion. I, I don't think they've even offered him one, and I don't know that they're going to." When is he? I think they're going to after this season. So he's arbitration. I think they're going. He was arbitration to. last year for like eight mil, right? I think he's, he's probably like going to be nine mil. or ten this year. Doesn't that double to like? No, no, it's per year. He's no. Not, he's he was a he had a massive, massive arbitration deal last year. It was eight, I think. There was no way because Mookie Betts broke the record with like twenty two in arbitration. I thought it was eight. But I, I thought he was this like year. 17. This year he this year he might be expecting twenty twenty two, but I don't think. I don't think he. I think eight million. Are you talking about Judge? The number. There's no uh, reason not to extend year. Judge. This is a conversation for. I mean, right now, honestly, but there's no reason. I think we'll just that. That's point blank. There's no reason well, they not got, to they extend. Got, they judge. have to spend money in this free agency before they start spending money in the next one. Yeah, Judge's like arbitration is seventeen million. Oh, okay. I just don't. I don't um, know for this year upcoming. Yeah. I was like, so the pre- the prior year yeah, he previously made previously though. Uh, I don't know. So that's exactly it. It doubled. Yeah. Whatever. It, usually it was probably eight five, yeah. and then now it's seventeen. I just, I really and truly, with the way that things have gone, I don't. Why would? Why have you not done it by now? That if you're not going to make any other moves in the off season, that should have been priority one, and it should because have probably you, been priority one anyway. I'm really because this Martin was this right? last this past season was one of his first that he was healthy for most of the year. So if you extend him last off season or in the beginning of last year and then he gets hurt for two years, then it's so terrible. Whereas why not wait, wait and see how it's healthy? No, it has to happen before. Yeah, because then because then it so makes you're just sense. Let him because then agency? No, well, no, it ha- it, no, it's not let, that. He said face. he wants to be a Yankee the rest of his career. It's, it's not like you have to lock. So him if up they don't lock him up this year, then the feeling's not mutual. And yeah. then that's a slap in the face. Well, this year they're going to. But well, like, I mean, before the year starts. You think they're the going to starts. this offseason? Well, I think over to. the course of the next year they're going to. This is his last offseason before free agency. You think they're going to do like right. a mid-season extension? No. Yeah, that's possible. When, no, the Yankees don't do mid-year extensions. Regardless. They well, I don't think anybody's really – is anybody really offering extensions right now with the lockout and the CBA? Yeah, the fucking Buxton just signed a hundred million dollar extension. Literally today. Uh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, good point. It, if they oh, wanted yeah, maybe, to extend Aaron Judge, they would have done it already. That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you not even make him an, a, a competitive offer? I think what's going to end up happening is they will ex- when all this lockout shit's said and done, they're going to offer him an extension 
and it's going to be way off. Like, a slap in the face. And it's going to be team friendly. It's, it's probably going to be like a, a Acuna Albies. That's the thing. That's the thing. It cannot, it, he will not take a team friendly deal because why not? he's. What do you mean, why not? Because he's proven that he can stay healthy finally. He's playing like an MVP caliber player and he's older. He's not going to take a team-friendly deal because the deal with Albies and Acuna and all these and Tatis and all these guys, maybe not Tatis, he took a lot of money, but like, like Albies and Acuna, they're taking a lot of years just because they're super young. They're 22 and they're getting that deal and they're guaranteeing themselves money because they're really young and they have a really, really high... They can still sign contracts after that. Judges has been arbitration. He's, 29. he's not making a lot of money. He's 29. That's why he... Why the fuck would he take a team-friendly deal? He's a good guy. That doesn't fucking matter. He's got to pay the bills. His girlfriend goes out and gets speeding tickets and shit. So he's pay for <laughs> that, that wasn't a speeding ticket. Does a Dewey? Yeah, the Dewey. The Dewey. That's, Dewey. That's a lot of money. So he's not t- arbitration. Ain't gonna cut it. She does that twice a year. So I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. he, he's, he's yeah, it's the average cost of a DUI, like twelve grand. So you gotta figure he's got to at least get a twenty-four thousand dollars. Penn she's in the bail. I don't know, but he's not going to take a team friendly deal. And I, and I think since he's been outspoken about him returning, there was two things. One, the feeling of, of him being an injury prone player, which he at least for this season has put to rest and he's put together one great year. And, and he's been not really injury prone. The other years, like we've always mentioned have been fluke injuries. So like, but you can't even wait till next year to see like, Oh, let's see if he does it again, because then that's a slap in the face. Like I said before, it has to happen this off season. I don't think a mid-year contract extension is going to happen. has to be this offseason because then that shows that you're prioritizing him as the next Yankees captain and best player on the team. has to happen. has to happen. I just don't – like I said, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's set in stone. I really don't even know if they offer him one, and if they do – Then why didn't you trade him, or why don't you trade him then? Because they don't – Because you can get one of the best players. The front office is incompetent. The front office is incompetent. There is no direction. And that's what pisses me off is because I don't you – know, I see people get upset and they're like, well, people – Yankees fans are stupid. They just want them to sign everybody. No. Pick a fucking direction and go with it. If you want to sign players and get better, do that. If you want to rebuild from the ground up and you want to have – wait for Volpe and Peraza and Pariah and all these other guys to come up and be your next core, then do that and trade your other ones, stock the farm, and rebuild it. Don't just sit in limbo to sell tickets and then fuck yourself on every front. Pick a direction and go with it. Right now, the Yankees are just treading water just to tread water. There is zero direction. Zero. None. I agree that there's no direction. They have no plan. Either they, either that or they have everything planned out and they're they're just going to sign the people that they want, which is going to be a Correa and an Olsen, and that's not going to happen. So, yeah, they have no fucking plan. They have no plan. There is no plan. The Yankees have zero, nothing. Do you genuinely think that tomorrow there's not going to be one deal of substance? I would would not be surprised. I really would not be surprised. No. How do you not go after Wilson Contreras today? I don't know. I put a 40% chance that we we make a move. I would say 10. I think think 40 is decent. I I, I still would take the over on 40. I think that's a good way to put it. I take 10%. I don't think they're going to do anything. I think they're going to at least... Put in an offer to Correa tomorrow. I mean, the, you so, think they're going to get Correa? I think they're going to put in an offer for Correa. I what fucking one year, eleven million dollars? That'd be amazing, but no. <laughs> so wait, so is that so that means like so yeah, if lockout happens and then they don't fucking play until fucking spring. See, that's spring the dream. thing. Is that I guess we have I the don't same really team. Know what happens minus if they minus don't. good people. Yeah. 
if they don't if players don't sign before the lockout, I don't really know how that works. But I'm basically under the understanding that it's like a free agency deadline tomorrow. No, if they don't sign before the lockout, then it's just everything is put on pause and then we pick up exactly where the off season would be. We just basically move December 1st from December 1st to X date. Right, but that's the thing. It's like X date. So are you going to really be trying to make those deals if the season suddenly picks up in April or in May? Well, the thing is, if it picks up in April or May, they're going to pick up where they left off. They're not just going to be like, all right, go out there and go. You're still going to have the off season. You're still going to have the winter meetings or the fucking spring meetings, whatever they are, and all these other things. So all right. I think so maybe you won't go. There's tomorrow, just too but... many big names to go tomorrow. There's no that's way. What I, that's what you think, but then you look at the names that have gone in the last two days, and it's like, all right, maybe. That does worry me that all of the names did fly off the board, which that's like if you needed another indicator that a lockout's going to happen, the fact that all of these teams are just like rushing to make these moves before this deadline, it's like, hey, everybody's planning on, on both the player side. The players are accepting these deals, and the teams are extending these deals. It's, it seems like it's mutually known that we're getting these deals done before the lockout because there will be a lockout. No, the lockout's, like, as good as – it might as well – the only thing that is holding it back is one day. Like, it's going to happen. I know. I'm Thursday. just saying if you needed one more indicator, that's a clear indicator. Yeah. The no, two sides good. that will be negotiating for new CBA are trying to get deals set in stone before this nightmare happens. So. Did you see the report today, which I think just – put the final nail in the coffin on the lockout that they use two different balls based on like the TV ratings of the games. Wait, they, what? Like Yankees, Red Sox games, they would use juice balls. So they'd get more viewership and then they would use dead balls and like tigers Royals. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we like knew that just by watching the fucking game, like, uh, but that it was, was not confi- a surprise. It was confirmed today yeah, that I, they I were just rotating balls in and out with like different weights and everything like that. And not telling it's ridiculous. Anybody. And that came up, and that's just the final nail on the cover. Rob Manfred's fucking incompetent. He's dumb as shit. He, we all that's know that. He's the worst commissioner in any sport. But uh, That's like fixing games almost. Like at, yeah, a, certain, at a certain point. It's directly impacting TV ratings and everything like that. I mean. And it's inflating stats for big market teams. If you're playing those big games. like Yeah. And deflating stats for. That no, really. The, I, that. I didn't read that, so like I don't really know. But let me see I if feel I like can that f- should be a huge base, a huge scandal in the sports world. It if that's should really be, what but I just don't know that they. Let me see if I can pull up the exact tweet so you can see it. While you're pulling that up, I think it's funny because uh, we are going to get fucked by. Uh, I mean, Kevin Gosman is going to be fantastic against us. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about it, but we already talked about that. Kluber is going to be a Cy Young and absolutely blank us every single time he's out there. Strike out twenty seven, but Odor is going to hit a, a minimum. Oh my god, he's hitting forty five. He's, he's on the Orioles. He's going to get run out there. He is going to hit a minimum of. We play nineteen times a year. He's going to at least hit nineteen home runs. He's going to murder us. All right, over ready? under two grand slams for Odor. Over. Let's let's set the over under for the year. And that's year against get on, the Yankees. No, against, against the, Yankees, the Yankees. Sorry, over under for the year on home runs. This is. A, 19 is obviously not going to happen. A real over-under for home runs, I'll set right now. Four and a half. Eight. Over-under, four and a half seems fair, and I would take the over. I would also take the over. All right, you ready for the quote? Homers against a single team. How many did Glaber hit that one year against the Orioles? 
Like, I think, I think like he had 18. 13. I was like, yeah, that was, <laughs> oh <my laughs> that was God, crazy. That no, it was, yeah. it was insane. It was insane. He almost won a game, actually. No, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think over, under, let's put it at five and a half, and I would still take the over. I would take it, too. All right. You guys, wait, hold on. Before we move on, you would take the under on that? Five and a half for Odor. Against the Under? Yeah. Okay, that, then I'll stop it there. I was going to say, if we're all across the board, I was going to keep raising it and see where, where the where the point That's is. about where I'd stop. Yeah. Maybe you still take the over five and a half. Yeah, but six and a half, I wouldn't. Under? I'd take under six and a half. I'm over five and a half. I think it's going to be exactly 19. It's going to say six. But all right, here's the quote. You know, send a bouncier baseball, lighter baseball, whichever flies more to primetime series, he told me, listing off marquee matchups like Yankees, Red Sox, and Mets, Phillies. Then he suggested send more dead baseballs to Texas versus Seattle or, you know, <laughs> or, you know Detroit versus Kansas City. No one's going to bat an eye. Who said that? That was, like, theoretical. Or that's what they did. He said that? Yeah, that's this, the this, quote. This wasn't, like, leaked texts or anything? He said wait, this wait, on the so open? this is what they're trying to do? In the next, this season? is what happened last season. Did he? he and just that's like, not like a huge scandal, right and now? he did. He it did is well. a huge thing. He just answered this point blank. He, they didn't ask him this. Somebody leaked it. That's what I mean. So that sounds like a leaked thing. It is. Let me see. Okay, I don't remember who. I was gonna say. It. I know he's dumb, but how dumb would he be to be like, oh yeah, like that's what yeah. we did. Yeah, like <laughs> you're just in an arbitration meeting. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, we fixed the games. You, you, you guys didn't know. You guys didn't know that. I didn't see, see you on that email. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you think you hit 140 it's because the ball weighed six pounds <laughs> all of those stand home runs were all juice balls no they were they've been just under the that table hasn't even been, they've been under the table giving stand steroids and allowing yeah. <laughs> that one in the playoffs just wasn't juiced enough alright I think I'm all set here yeah I'm sad now Wheels are falling off. Hopefully, everything we just said is all for naught because the Yankees made a couple big moves before the the lockout happens because the lockout is going to happen. Um, he has the same fucking chance of the Yankees signing Correa as me getting my furniture. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just a life update. Chandler ended up moving to the city. That's why he's here on the couch right next to us. And uh, the moving company is... Holding out his for everything he owns, basically. Yeah, I slept on a wood floor for two weeks. My is life's mission now. The couch came in. Though, is to so. make sure that just one person doesn't use these companies. So, and Gene, if you're listening to this, fuck you. I don't even want you to be a listener anymore. Yeah. So, motherfucker. Um, if you enjoyed this conversation and the podcast, make sure to leave us a five star rating on iTunes. We'd greatly appreciate it. Makes us really happy. And if you want to subscribe to the Bronx Pinstripes YouTube page to catch the episodes live the night before and in video form, those are also out there for you. Uh, as always, go Yanks. Appreciate you guys, and uh, hopefully we make a move. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.